I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and uh, this, this is Dave Crib. You hadn't thought of one, had you? I was sort of mulling over whether I was gonna was gonna pull one out of the bag. Then I thought, you know what? Let's just go. Let's go traditional. Let's yeah. go old school. Do you know what? I've forgotten to ahoy hoy. That's how much you throw me off my game with these sly digs in the intros in the last few weeks. Um, but there you go. That's fine. Ahoy hoy to you, Peter. What would what would you have gone with? Had you gone with one? Um, uh, I might have gone for some sort of like amateur musical theatre based joke. Okay. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just a little dig at me old career. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I sure. think so. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah. Are you well? How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I've had a day of working from home. Oh yeah. And I don't, I haven't had many of those over the past few months. So um. I've, I've just been a bit bored. I've had uh, three and a half months of working from home, so imagine how that feels. And by working from home, I mean mostly not working from home because well, yes, the freelance vibe has been very much like, hey, sure, we'll throw something your way if it happens, but not so much. So, yeah, I mean, it does get a bit boring, doesn't it? Well, at least I can now record a Friends with Friends episode. Good episode today, isn't it? This is one of those ones, and we've had it a couple of times recently, where I've gone... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That episode, that's good. There's some good bits in there. And then I remember both of the other uh, plot lines as we start to watch it and go, oh, this is an absolute banger of some storylines. Yes, and one of Phoebe's most uh, most well-known lines. Mm, well, things. Yes, yes. most memorable occurrences, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Uh, so shall I read you the request? Go for it. A text-based request from Leah on Instagram. Thank you for this. Uh, hey, oh, I Pete. thought you meant she texted you. Uh, no, no, no. She just typed in text. I meant text You've as been opposed- giving out your number to podcast listeners, <laughs> Dave. No, I told I mean, you to stop doing that. Text as, as opposed to voice note, Peter. Oh, okay. okay. Stop painting uh, erroneous pictures of me, please. <laughs> if you will. Um, uh, Leah has a message saying Hey Pete and Dave Can I please put my episode request in as the one where Rachel smokes from season 5 As it has a weird resemblance to my own life I took up smoking when I was 18 for two reasons One, because I was actually old enough to buy them And two, it meant I got more breaks at work which is important when you work in a 90s-themed nightclub. Oh, I can imagine it is, yeah. Oh. When I come back home after a shift, my housemate would always quote the same uh, now infamous line from Chandler, you look sick and happy. 
uh, makes me laugh, uh, it makes me miss my student house and my amazing friends. Also, thanks for being amazing. Oh, that's nice. Thank oh, you, that is nice. That's a lovely touch at the end, um, which I, it's one of those things where I hadn't, you know, it's very immodest to read that out, Pete. Maybe I wouldn't have read that out, but I just sort of was, was reading all the way through, you know? Why don't you replace the word amazing with another one that makes us sound more modest? Uh, okay. Also, thanks for being weekly. Yeah, yes, factually accurate. Yeah, good. Uh, so thanks, Leah. Uh, what a treat. Um, Susan, Susan, Susan 5. Susan 5. The fifth of the Susans. Uh, season 5, episode 18, the one where Rachel smokes. Here's a synopsis, Pete. Rachel attempts smoking to feel more included at work with her boss and co-worker. Uh, meanwhile, Joey auditions for a soup commercial, mm, noodle soup, with Ben playing his son. When the director pairs Ben with another father, Joey is left in the uncomfortable position of competing with his friend's son. And Monica and Phoebe plan Rachel's birthday party, but when Monica takes over... Uh, she leaves Phoebe only in charge of cups and ice, but Phoebe goes all out. So yeah, we've got um noodle the soup cups and ice and cups and ice on top of Rachel smoking. So that is that is for my money, Pete, a three plot bonanza. We need a sort of word, don't we? Where we go, bing, bing, bing. All of the plots have uh, a, a good association in my brain in this episode. Uh, it's now I've got it, Pete. I got it. <clears throat> you ready for this? Oof. Yeah. Okay. It's the Jack plot. Oh. That sounds like some sort of quiz show that Joey would audition for. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, when I thought of it, I thought I was, I, was, I was very proud momentarily there for about half a second. And then it does just sound weird, doesn't it? Well, you tried. All right. I'd like to see your pun. <laughs> begin with Rachel smoking. Rachel smoking. Uh, yes, the title uh, plot line. Uh, the setup is, uh, it's her first day at Ralph Lauren. Big, big moment for Rachel. It is a big moment, yes. I, and also, it, later, she seems to be in Mr. Zellner's office. But with Kim. But with Kim. So yeah. what happens to Kim? Does she just go? I forgot. That's a great question I've made. What happens to Kim? Because in my head it was like, oh, maybe they're just using the same set or something, but but she's still working for Ralph Lauren when she works for Mr. Zelda, isn't she? Yeah, and I've just looked it up, Pete, and she's literally only in those two episodes. Oh, really? Isn't I that feel, weird? I feel like she's in a couple more. Uh, they're having these sort of strange... I can't work out what the, what the sort of working protocol is at Ralph Lauren. Do you know what I mean? Like, this seems a sort of strange thing where they all just sit in one office all day and make decisions. Yes, and uh, and also a hell of a lot of big decisions seem to be made in the smokers area, which yes. I know is Rachel's problem, but seems slightly, well, implausible. It seems implausible, and also, like, she would have... I mean, I guess she doesn't want to rock the boat on day one, but I think she probably would have a fair argument to be like, guys, you literally just gave away a Paris trip when I wasn't there. Does that is that is that cool? Yeah, it's very um very literally the part of the plot of Devil Wears Prada, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean I would argue, to be fair, for Rachel from Rachel's point of view, that uh, Nancy probably got the Paris trip because she'd worked at Ralph Lauren more than two days. Yes, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I do think that's I think that's Rachel fair. was getting a bit like, um, you know, th- th- there is definitely an element of maybe she uh, maybe she isn't just, uh, you know, it's a fir- literally her first week. 
Um, but she decides to take up smoking, doesn't she, to get around this this hoo-ha? I feel like in this episode and Friends generally, they're quite strongly against smoking. Like almost every line about smoking is that it's disgusting and awful and terrible and God, stop. Which I feel like for, for when this episode was out, what, late 90s, was probably a little bit ahead of the absolutely pack-up smoking, slightly stigmatised smoking curve. Yeah, there's there's the line in this, isn't there, where Rachel um, sort of does, oh, my father would tell me horror stories about sort of goblins and, and she, she, you know, trails off and goes goblins and ghosts or whatever that about the princess's right to smoke. But it did strike me as I was watching that back today that that's, that's definitely before the sort of pictures of lungs with holes on them on cigarette packets and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I guess they have that thing to play off, don't they? And, and Chandler's obviously very pro-smoking in all of his lines, but that those lines are always followed by the rest of the group basically going, oh, you disgusting. You're the worst. And I imagine there was like a lot of network um, compliancy type things for that, you know, sort of saying, get that message across. But you are right. They do really, they really hammer it, don't they? And really hammer the one character that likes smoking, Chandler. Rachel does give, I'd say, a bit of a mad vibe in her first week at work, doesn't she? Like starting with that goblin stories. And then she starts talking about marijuana cigarettes, which I've never heard anyone refer to a spliff as a marijuana cigarette. Is that a thing? I think, um, well, I, I'm no, I'm going to surprise you here, Dave. I'm no expert on drugs. Ditto here. I wouldn't say that we are talking from an experienced sort of mindset here, but uh, I just, even within the sort of vague common vernacular that you hear, I'm just not sure I've ever heard anyone say, would you like a marijuana cigarette? Marijuana cigarette. Would you like a marijuana cigarette, dear? But yeah, I mean, that one wraps up quite quickly, doesn't it? Rachel smokes, Monica can't stand to be around her. She persuades everyone else to to, to quit and then they go back and, and it's all sort of tied up when Chandler bizarrely visits Rachel at work and then takes a drag of uh, Kim's cigarette. Yes, it seems to know his way around Rachel's place of work quite well, doesn't he? <laughs> For her third day or whatever it is by now, he's not only just gone to visit her, he's sort of been let in without accompaniment by Rachel yeah. and is just wandering around. Looking very lapse environment. I'd say very lapse indeed. But I used to I used to like go out into the smoking area of bars and clubs and stuff because that that was where a lot of the That's where the action was. That's just where the chat was happening. Do you know what I mean? If you're like in a club and there's no one's chatting because the music's so loud and everyone's like, oh let's go to the smoking area and I'd be like, Yes, yes, I I smoke and I'd just stand around basically doing the awkward Rachel thing of <laughs> of being like, No, no, I don't don't really don't really fancy one right now actually. I just thought I'd get a bit of fresh air. And then Did you miss out on a trip to Paris? Uh I don't think me standing in the ocean smoking area in Nottingham uh the offer of a trip to to Paris is even ever on the table. Um, I probably just missed out on a free VK blue that someone was buying at the bar for 7p. Pete and I went to different universities, but in the same city, didn't we, Pete? But yes. we both have frequented the same spots, and that was in Ocean. Ocean, yeah. Ocean was built on a cacophony of, of blue and green VKs, wasn't it? Which is like the knockoff WKD. Which all soaked into the carpet and then it would sort of start to evaporate as it got hotter and hotter in there with literally thousands of students inside. I remember there was big news when they replaced the carpet. (laughs) And got rid of all the vomity stains. Yes, because it was, it sort of, part of it was a carpeted dance floor, wasn't it? Yes, yes, that's a strange old place, isn't it? Ah, memories. Anyway, back to Friends, is it? Yes, yes. Sure. Um, Should we do noodle soup? Noodle soup, um, which 
Ben's... It's not his fault because he's like three. <laughs> his hair is absolutely appalling, isn't it? So, well, this is the final appearance of old Ben. I did think that that didn't look like eventual Ben. Final appearance of old Ben before Cole Sprouse took over. Um, uh, yeah, he was played by twins in the first five seasons. Um, yeah. And both of them inevitably have had to have that dreadful, dreadful haircut. So they're sort of first four or five years of their lives they must have twin photos and both with that dreadful bowl ben haircut it literally it, i know like pudding bowl haircut is a bit of a like cliche but it actually looks like someone's put a bowl on his head and then cut yeah, around it 100 percent, 100 percent. like there's no other way you would have achieved that effect of hair is there yeah remarkable um this is so this the whole episode starts with this doesn't it in central perk i really enjoy joey's pick a card is this your card trick yes like just there's a few little bits in this um episode that really made me howl with laughter and that watching back is one of them because is this your card and chandler's still holding his card yeah but, but <laughs> rather than explain to joey why that's not right chandler goes yes it's just easier yeah it's just way. easier again it's like dealing with ben basically um, the weird thing for me was that Carol came to announce that Ben was in a commercial. I don't think we've ever before, or maybe even since, seen Carol in Central Park. Um, I do have question marks about the man who's lingering in a park approaching small children and telling them <laughs> that they're cute. Cause uh, that's... New York's biggest casting director, apparently. Yes, uh, he has some very strange scouting methods. And I imagine he approached a parent, I, I hope. But even so, if you were the parents of a four-year-old, and a man came up and was just like, I like your son. He looks like he could be in my commercial. You'd be a bit, mm, is, this, is, this, is this kosher? Have you ever been stopped in the street and offered modelling work? I'd say that you can easily guess the answer to that. <laughs> uh, but then Joey discovers there's a dad in this commercial. He's livid that he hasn't got this part because he's always on the swings. I mean, that's brushed off in a kind of, oh, yeah. oh Joey. But again... You're talking a lot of about grown a- adults in this park, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about a late 20s male on the swings in the middle of the day. Um, it's, it's amazing that he hasn't come into contact with the casting director, to be fair. Um, but then Joey does the thing that any professional actor decides that they would do in this situation and just goes along to the audition anyway. Yes, which they, they do... They do, um, they do do allow him an audition fairly easily, don't they? Yeah, I'm not sure this is how acting works. But then again, neither of us are professional actors, Pete. No. So maybe you can just wander along. And uh, not only do they just allow him an audition, it's clearly not a sort of, oh, go on then, you know, we'll just do it for two minutes and then get rid of you, because he gets down to the final four. Well, and also, when when uh, when Ben makes the cut, Ross literally gloats about Ben making the cut directly into the face of a small child, which feels really? very, very um, cruel. Really, it's, it, it is really weird. There's a uh, there's an outtake in the DVD, like in the sort of longer edit of this, and I can't remember what the exact line is, but basically when that happens, Carol um, says something to the to the room and is basically like, "Nope, he's my ex. We're divorced now, and I'm super gay now," or something like that. Um, I think she says I'm super gay now and it's just like she's really distancing herself from Ross in that moment because it's not it's not a great look on Ross is it Um, there are some like the first time they go to this audition there's some great lines that like this was a I think a big hit rate scene in terms of just 
uh, gags and laughs because Joey immediately comes out and goes, yeah, there was one of the casting ladies that had even seen me in a play. So I stood well clear of her. <laughs> Great. Like perfect Joey. Weirdly self-aware for Joey. But uh, uh, And then there's the bit at the end where uh, Ross says, you, you look nothing like Ben, which is a fair point in the first place. But then Joey's retort is not only funny, it is really quite accurate, I'd say. And he goes, I look more like him than you do. Well, they both have very dark hair and Ben is incredibly blonde. So yeah. therefore, Joey and Ross on a par in terms of the lookalikes. Yeah, it's a strange thing, I thought, for the writers to flag up that the, the producers had effectively cast a child that looks nothing like their, yeah. uh, his supposed father. I do think that um, Ben's commitment to the role is, is poor because <laughs> Raymond sat learning lines while Ben stacks bricks. It's interesting that Raymond seems about twice as old as Ben. Do you mean yes, like, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know what the casting role was, but you've basically got this kid here who's reading his lines and then goes in and is getting frustrated at Joey. And Ben, who can't... Ben doesn't say any lines in this episode. He's just an, a mute child playing with bricks, isn't he? Yeah, who gives a thumbs up at one point. That's, yeah. That's the extent of his acting. I do... This ad is is famously for, for Soup, isn't it? Uh, yes. Um. So this ad for Soup involves <laughs> the line... Mm, soup, which I, I I don't think I personally would be convinced to buy a brand of soup just because I've seen someone eat it. Like advertising isn't that literal, is it? <laughs> no, it's it, it doesn't feel like a great advert, and I can't like we ne- sadly we never get to see how the rest of the advert plays out. Do you know what I mean? But you're quite right in the sense that all we really see is is a dad and his son in, in inverted commas eating soup and going basically soup's good isn't it (laughs) (laughs) buy soup (laughs) um yeah that's that's all there is isn't there for for the ad so they get down to the final four and then of course there's the twist where joey gets paired with raymond the the really good actor from all the other you know the actor that persuaded joey to change his phone plan yes Um, and 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 ben gets paired with kyle um, and like this is, these are one these are the little cameo roles that you forget about in Friends. But Kyle has like three lines, and like he's a significant bit of that. That's a funny little setup where Joey and Ross are going. This is going to be weird, and Kyle's like, "Yeah, it's going to be yeah. weird." <laughs> yeah. Then Joey tries to step away, but he was just trying to get Ross to withdraw Ben, wasn't he, from the from the audition? Now, there's a couple of things about the scene. One, Chandler extracting himself from that argument is like. We're in peak Chandler here just before he starts to get boring, aren't we? Where he, uh, Joey says, Chandler, tell him. And he says, well, let me get the door first. Oh, hi, no one. And just leaves. <laughs> the noodle soup thing is interesting as well, isn't it? Why would, if it was just for soup, and, and he doesn't not supposed to say noodle soup, why would you choose noodle soup as the prop? Also, noodle soup sounds, that sounds incredibly bland, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. What is soup with noodles floating in it? Uh, and of course, we know how this pans out, and we Joey blows it immediately. Um, but then here's the thing: we learn later that Ben didn't get the part either. And yes, so the whole pairings didn't work out anyway. Did, did they? they? Did they literally just go? You're both shit. The other two can have it, even though they don't look. We've already decided they look nothing like each other. They do look more like each other than the other pairings, though. Who do? Joey well, and Raymond. Well, I feel like that is the sensible pairing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is if Ben didn't get it and Joey doesn't get it, who's got it? Like, yeah. did Kyle and Raymond get paired together because Kyle was the only grown man that could say, um, soup? Maybe it's just the advert is just Kyle 
with a bowl of noodle soup saying mmm soup and that's it I just like obviously it serves the plot of friends but when they've they've got basically a competent actor in Kyle and a kid in Raymond that can talk which helps and then they've got Joey that can't say one simple line and Ben who can seemingly not talk at all so I think they made the right decisions in the in the eventual Fair. casting didn't they Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, cups and ice. Has anyone ever thrown you a surprise party? Maybe like a small surprise gathering. Oh, no, this is one of those things where I'm going to now offend someone that's definitely done this for me, aren't they? <laughs> I do feel like they have actually, you know. I'm so bad at memory for this sort of thing, though. It was clearly a memorable party. <laughs> no, it was probably lovely. Um, have you ever been thrown a, a surprise party? So, uh, I wouldn't say party, but I was thrown a surprise meal. So I, d- I don't like to mention it, Dave, but I once did a, uh, a running challenge for charity. Um, oh, I mean, to be fair, you haven't mentioned it for at least a month. 
five or four things in five days, what? <laughs> and um, two of my friends had travelled up to like watch the, the finish, which was lovely. Um, and we were supposed to be going for a meal like just with them after. And I was like, that's good because I'm, f- I'm absolutely fucking shattered <laughs> and knackered. I just want to spend a nice night, have a few drinks with... Uh, like my legs were in bits. I turned up and there was like 20 people sat on the table and they were like, surprise! It's like, oh, fuck. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, but similarly, this party for Rachel is thrown at the end of a work day for her, which I feel like she literally walks in the door from home and there's a surprise party happening. Yeah, she's not had a chance to get ready or anything. Like, it's, I, I felt that. I felt like I'd be a bit, not annoyed, but I'd just be like, this is weird, isn't it? Also, they're not even looking out for when she arrives. She just turns up and they're like, oh, oh, she's here. Yeah. Oh, shit, surprise. Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? It is an odd one. And also from a outsider's point of view that doesn't know Rachel's friend so so presumably all the random extras that are always in parties and friends in this case are friends of Rachel's yeah people that know Rachel but don't necessarily know Phoebe imagine walking into that party <laughs> what and, have I come to it's it's fucking mad isn't it the whole place is just covered with cups also with this viewing it's the first time I've ever noticed that Phoebe has a cup as a hat. Yeah, like everything's a cup, like the yeah. decorations are cups, there's cups on the tables in like sculptures. The only things that aren't cups are the three buckets of ice and the snow cones and oh those snow cones look shite, don't they? Well, firstly, what's a snow what's a snow cone? What it looks like, you know, when you defrost a freezer, <laughs> yeah. it looks like someone scraped up that really finely crushed ice that collects around the inside of a freezer, yeah, and then sort of squirted some syrup on that. They they just look shite. You just sat there eating eating really crushed eating snow. That's all you are doing. So I don't really know what a snow cone is, but in my head, it's all, it's like a sort of like a slush puppy in a cone, you know? Yes, but it doesn't look like it has enough flavour to be well, like It doesn't a look like it has puppy. any flavour. The one that Joey gets, yeah. it just looks like ice chips and With then he pours, pours booze on it. <laughs> that can't, that's not what the snow... But everyone's really excited by the snow. Is it... Amer- American listeners, this is where we must summon you, as always. Um, the North Americans... Um, what the fuck's a snow cone and why? Do they sell so slush exciting? puppies in America? I don't know. Um, well, like a squishy in The Simpsons. That's what yes, it is, isn't exactly, it? You know, yeah. It's that kind of thing. Uh, oh, no, it's American. Is it? See, the Wikipedia page, Dave, for slush puppy yeah. says, see also snow cone. Oh, I see. God, this is wild. You know the little uh, contents pages on Wikipedia pages? Yeah. Under snow cone, one of the contents bits says the great depression and world war ii oh no how did that affect the slush puppy snow cone business during the great depression and world war ii snowballs became available outside of baltimore as snowballs were so cheap of course they are they're just the as snowballs were so cheap they were one of the few treats that people could afford when you say snowballs do you mean balls of snow well i think a snowball is when you get it in a cup Come on, lads, sort yourselves out in America, will you? There's a lot going on here, isn't there? Well, no, we've we've learned a lot there, Pete. I think I'd say it's a, a valiant history lesson. So we know that, they, well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we've come full circle because slush puppies are known as snow cones, basically. Is that what we've concluded? Let us know if we're wrong, as always. Um, but yeah, there you go. Basically, my uh, takeaway from this episode was that a snow cone looks like an absolutely dog shit snack and yeah, why everyone's so excited yeah. about it. And they need an actual machine for it. They've got a full machine that they've imported for it. You know, like you'd get in a cinema or something. 
But mm. it's just some ice, isn't it? It's just some shady ice that they're pouring. Shaved, shaved ice. Shaved ice. Um, a couple of funny moments that I did enjoy about this. Right at the start of this plot line, uh, <laughs> they they suggest throwing a dinner party and inviting just our close friends. And then Joey just shouts, Ross, we're throwing a party for Rachel. And he goes, all right. He's like, done. Very good moment. Enjoyed that. And then, of, of course, the uh, Chandler's birthday is even before mine that Rachel says when she comes in. And he just looks really sad. Just looks so he? forlorn because he hasn't even thought about this. Or if he has thought about it, he hasn't had the guts to flag it up to Monica and Phoebe and, and everybody else, you know? Tuscan finger food is a shite choice of food for a house party. We've talked about this before, I'm sure, that Monica shouldn't be allowed to plan any parties. And this is a running joke within Friends, isn't it? But all her ideas are absolutely fucking awful. Yeah, they are. Um, and you know we talked talked recently I don't know on the podcast or the quiz about the party where Gavin turns up and the party's finished at 9.30 like she's just she's she's for all her hosting sort of burning desires deep down she is she's just not cut out for it Pete that's what I'd say she's not very good at it <laughs> although I would say get if I went to a party and there was a slush puppy machine yeah lob some booze in with a slush puppy yeah Happy days. Yeah, but Monica can't ride the crest of the wave for that party. Like, she's done... She's standing around bemoaning people not eating her Tuscan finger food. Phoebe's yeah. done all of the good stuff there. And she, you know, Monica has basically been saved, in a sense, from people having a terrible, terrible time. Because it was just all her ideas. It would be the the world's worst party. Phoebe's parties sound much better, don't they? Because there's that other one where she suggests the theme of lusts of the flesh. <laughs> yeah. I lusts mean- of the flesh plus slush puppies. I'm there. I think what's happened in this case is actually what why Monica and Phoebe would be a good event planning duo is because if they landed somewhere in the middle of Monica's dead boring shit and Phoebe's <laughs> fucking insane ideas that would actually probably be a great party uh, but in this case I would suggest that Monica's dead boring shit has just been buried by Phoebe's mad shit they haven't found like a middle ground it's just a fucking mad cups party with ice on the table like the whole table is just full of giant buckets of ice shaved ice and dry ice dry ice is like that, that, that's mad where's she got that from well that's not that's not even people can't consume that no that's just an effect isn't it why is it on the table so why she got why even by Phoebe's standards that's that's an unnecessary excess yeah but there you go it's for show isn't it and she's proved a point she's proved a point about the cups and ice well that's it about it it's difficult where Rachel smokes I think it is. Oh God, it feels, I forgot she smoked in this episode. I feel like everything else it feels like a very minor part, doesn't it? Um, should we do one of those things where we have a, a live production meeting on air? Yes. What's on the agenda? Well, I feel like we're due a quiz soon in July. So it'll be end of the month, a couple more weeks. Yeah, 26th of July. Should we pencil it in for then? Sure. See you then. Friends quiz. Okay, so we'll be back with our friends quiz at 8pm British time. Uh, uh, on Sunday, the 26th of July, the year of our Lord 2020. Shall I just dive into the um, Friends of Friends page on uh, Apple Podcasts and see if anyone's abused us on the reviews? It's, oh, it's worth a look, isn't it? Great podcast from Kylie. Played repeatedly during lockdown. Great escapist listening. Oh, thanks, Kylie. Uh, do please leave <laughs> us a, a review on any of your podcasting apps. A uh, little rating. Ideally, but only if it's nice. Ideally five stars, but you're cool. Yeah. We're not We're going to put pressure on that. I don't want to... I feel like a particularly uh, insistent Uber driver. 
Uh, if <laughs> you if you rate us five stars, uh, your podcast app gives you the answers to the next quiz. There you go. There you go. We will now go away and try and work out very quickly how to do that. Um, but thank you. I just said that to make people no, do five stars. Yeah, okay. okay. I got you, Pete. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this feels like the end of a, a, a sort of semi-awkward Uber ride now. Where the driver's like, you give me five stars? Give me five stars right now, please. Uh, can you just, I'm just going just gonna to get on my phone and give you five stars now. Uh, we can't give you, as a listener, five stars. But if we could, believe me, we would. And on that note, see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.